بسم الله الرحمن السلام علیکم اٹ از منڈے دا ٹوینٹی ففتھ آف اکٹوبر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ And uh, today we will start with uh, um, verse 94 of the uh, <clears throat> second chapter of the Holy Quran, Al-Baqarah. And this is the first broadcast about that uh, word, uh, about that, that verse. So we'll go through the meanings of its words to see what significance we can derive from uh, that. Just to remind you that these broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore Ahmadiyya community, which was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib. And uh, his teaching was that although uh, some people say that uh, at least one more prophet will come after the holy prophet muhammad the holy quran teaches us that um, the holy prophet was khatmun nabiyin and the holy prophet explained that by saying la nabi abadi there is no prophet after me so now No prophet will come, whether an old prophet or a new one. And the Holy Prophet explained in a hadith that uh, when people in their uh, actions or in their uh, beliefs go astray, then God will send. Remember the, 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 these words, people appoint reformers and mujaddids but the holy prophet said god will raise a mujaddid now this will inevitably give rise to differences of opinion because the reformer will try and reform and people will resist that some of them and uh, we very quickly degenerate into uh, calling each other uh, heretics and kafirs and and so on. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad pointed out that the Holy Prophet Muhammad had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim, then it is the person saying it who's closer to heresy. So we should uh, avoid calling each other kafirs and heretics and so on. 
and hazrat mirza ghulam ahmed also told that uh, some people say that some prophetic revelation has been missed out from the holy quran such as aya rajam and sura walait and so on but he said that god has said that uh, he will god the revelation of the holy prophet uh, of the holy quran so if allah is guarding it then nothing can be missing from it similarly most people say that uh, some verses of the holy quran are abrogated even hazrat shah waliullah rahmatullah a man as great as him he said that my research leads me to believe that seven verses of the holy quran are abrogated but we say hazrat mirza ghulam ahmed said no verse of the holy quran was is or ever shall be abrogated and he stressed that jihad is a duty of every muslim but jihad as defined by the holy prophet muhammad who when returning from fighting said that muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad and then explained that the major jihad is um, jihad bin nafs jihad bin nafs meaning a jihad against your own self against your inner self your uh, greed and enmity and envy and you know thousands of other things that we have uh, um, with which we seek this world as i said we are uh, starting on a discussion of uh, verse 94 of al-baqarah so let us turn to that a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim qul in kanat lakum ad-darul akhiratu ഹിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത്തിഫ്ത
So I don't have to say, you know, go and listen to or look at a broadcast that I did two weeks ago. So we'll have a brief look at that. And then Kaanat and then Dar. So let us see. <clears throat> let us go to the... Uh, my notes and see what they tell us and what they teach us. The first word, as we said, is Qul. It consists of two letters, Qaf and Lam. But interestingly, its um, root, the triliteral root, is actually three letters, Qaf, Wa, La. And uh, it occurs in the Holy Quran 1722 times in uh, six different forms. In other words, uh, expressions with six different meanings are made from these uh, three letters. 1618 times it's Qala and 92 times as Qawl and then you've got smaller occurrences five times as Qail and four times as Qail uh, and twice as the Kavl, a Kavala, and once as a Kavil. And this is, as we have seen, is say, said, etc. For example, the Holy Quran says in chapter 2, verse 14. وَإِذَا لَقُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قَالُوا آمَنَّا So there's the word قَالُوا occurring there. And then in uh, verse 26 of uh, Al-Baqarah um, we have Again, a derivation of these three letters. And then, of course, in, chapter, uh, in verse 30 of this chapter, that's chapter 2 al-Baqarah, and so so uh, this uh, uh, means anything that is expressed with the tongue where the movement is involved it may be one letter it may be one word it may be one sentence whatever it may be but interestingly, it also applies to something 
that you haven't ex- expressed but you have thought about or you're thinking about. Your belief, your opinion, it applies to all of them. But then, as a metaphor, but then as a metaphor, it has many meanings. To overcome, to hit, to beat, to die, um, to find contentment and pleasure. So all of these. And so from that you can see, as I always say, that it's very important that you understand the context in which uh, a particular word is used. Um, and uh, it's not it's not really that hard. Um, if if you just sort of you know look at the Holy Quran without trying to find and uh, uh, meanings into it and trying to find special meanings in it and so on. Here's an example of the use of this word. Chapter 18 verse 86 Ulna yazal karnaini imma an tu'avib and we said to Zulkarnan, we obviously means God. Now, this is God in the Holy Quran, God saying that I spoke to Zulkarnan. There's a dispute about or discussion about who he was, but that needn't concern us. But we know that. Uh, Zulkarnan was not a prophet. And here God is saying, I spoke to him. He clearly says, I said to him. Now, because as an Ummah, Muslims have made up this belief that God does not speak to non-prophets. They then write pages and pages and pages and pages on what? on how God spoke to Zulkarnan. Well, it must have been something he put in his heart or uh, uh, because God doesn't speak to uh, uh, non-prophets uh, and so on. So, where does God say I don't speak to non-prophets? Here he is clearly saying I speak to Zulkarnan. In another place, God tells us that he even sends angels to non-prophets. And when the angel said to Mary, you'll have a son. And Mary said, how can that be? Now there, God is speaking to Mary and he sent an angel. 
why don't we just stick to the words of the holy quran angel went to mary so angels can go to non prophets um you know or here kunna kunna yazal karnain we said to tuzul karnain it's disputes and dissension and things arise when we try and then you know put meanings into simple words of the holy quran you know just translate it as it is we said to zulkarnain god spoke to a non prophet but because we make up beliefs and then we try and justify them from the holy quran then we get into these fancy arguments and grammatical this and grammatical that and so on take it as it is i mean here god also says and i've mentioned this many times kunna ya ya naru now let's compare the two kulna ya zalkarna we said and generally uh those outside the jamaat the brothers they say well you know god put something in his heart and you know god doesn't directly command uh, uh, non prophets and all this kind of thing here it says orna yanan we commanded we said oh fire cool down okay god put something in zulkarnain's heart So how did he tell the fire to cool down? How did he do that? You see, if you just take a simple view that God speaking to things means God commanding the universe, then it's easy. He spoke to Zulkarnain. He spoke to Mary. He spoke, he spoke to the fire. and so on. but that is if you just take the words of the holy quran and don't try and stuff meanings into them based on uh, your preconceived ideas and that is a great uh, disservice that is done to islam because it has diverted muslim energy into all kinds of uh, debates that uh, uh really uh, are not very useful and all they do is lead to dispute and dissension and so on uh the next word we are going to look at uh is kaanat and we looked at it, it it's a uh, trilateral root is kaf wa nun and we looked at kuntum five days ago uh, and which has the same root and uh, uh, this occurred in the holy quran where are we uh, 1390 times in three forms so 1358 times kana and 27 times as makan and five times as makanat 
and this is the equivalent of the English word in the English to be. So is, was, you are, he is and so on. So uh, you were, uh, it serves that uh, purpose. For example, uh, in verse 10, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا they used to were they they were you are he is and all of these you know same uh, root is used and uh, the important thing about that it is this word is to remember that uh, it is applied to god so, and it's applied to God, it means that um, um, it encompasses the whole of time. وَقَانَ اللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمًا Chapter 33, verse 40. God knows everything. And that is, He has always known everything. From before creation, when there was no creation, there was only God. To now, to the future, the future that hasn't happened, he knows what's going to happen. So his knowledge encompasses everything. So that has to be remembered, otherwise we'll uh, go astray. Another place, chapter 33, verse 51. Allah is Alim and Hakim. He always was, he always will be. It's not that at one time he wasn't and then he became Alim and Hakim, or at one time he was and now he's lost that ability like human beings, you know, when they get old, you know, the memory begins to fade and all that kind of thing. It's it's not that. So, <clears throat> and um, um, again, وَقَانَ اللَّهُ وَلَا كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا Chapter 48, uh, verse 21. He has power over everything. And that means he, he has always had and he will always have power over everything. Not that uh, yesterday he did and today he doesn't uh, and so on. And the last word we're going to have a look at is Adaru. And uh, <clears throat> it's a triliteral tri root is dal va ra. Dal va ra. Um, and um, it occurs in the Holy Quran uh, 55 times in six derived forms. 
So you have 48 times you have dar. And uh, three times you have daira. <coughs> and the others are once the duru and to diru dar or dar we done and dawair and dayar. So these are sort of ones, the third ones. Uh, in the uh, in the Holy Quran, let me just move this window. So it, uh, <clears throat> if you look at it, then we find. Um, A literal meaning you can take to be that something starts at a point, moves and then gets back to the same point again. And uh, so um, it means a circle because that encompasses something. And that can be your, uh, it can also apply to your house, a daru, yama, yama, uh, Plural is they are home, house. And that is because, you know, it's encompassed, it's enclosed by something. Or people go around it and get back to the same point. You know, if you have a house, like our house, you're standing at the front door. And if you go around it, you get back to the same, same position. And as I said, it, its uh, basic meaning is taken to be for one thing that encompasses the whole of something else. Um, for example, Lahum Darus Salami Rinda Rabbi, Chapter 6 verse 127 and in return for their deeds they will have they will go to Darussalam the house of peace and here it means heavens Jannah and we have Darul Bawari chapter 14 verse 28 the pit or hell. So, um, and in other places in the Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 243, Haven't you seen the people who rushed out of their homes? So this is literally the house where people live. They rushed out. But then in chapter 22, verse 246, we have uh, And when we were expelled from our home, but here home means our country, our land, where we lived. 
So uh, um, it can apply to a house, it can apply to a street, it can apply to an area, to a city. And here the Holy Quran applies it to a country, to a land where people lived. Uh, <clears throat> but it's also uh, applied to, in, in the sense of things sort of turn and come back to the same point, like in chapter 5, verse 52, Naksha an we are afraid that the time will turn and here time will turn. What does it mean? It means that you know good times become bad and bad times become good and so on but here it's because they are afraid, they are afraid that Good times will leave them and bad times will come. Again, the Holy Quran tells us what its uh, plural is. I think I've mentioned the plural, the plural, the va'ir. And uh, <clears throat> here it's used in chapter 9, verse 98, to indicate trials and tribulations and difficulties and so on. So, they will be encircled by difficulties, trials, tribulations, uh, destruction in the same way that a person is in a circle, he's been encircled and he can't find a way out of it. So he will be, they will be encircled. And Adabvaru uh, was also the name of an idol that was worshipped. And why did it have that name? Because you should have been able to guess it. People went round it. In a circle, a circumambulated round it, so it was given that name. I can see that uh, um, the time of the broadcast is over, so I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are, wherever you may be, regardless of your uh, religion, sect, caste, creed language, colour, may Allah protect the whole of humanity and keep it safe. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, goodbye.